0: We come uh, this time of the week on Wednesdays at 10.15, here on itorah.com, as well as uh, on the Zoom, Gamzum Tova and our menhag is that we study the Sefer of Tehillim. These classes are being studied. <laughs> Mrs. Lily Maddeb uh, Shalom, the wife of Ybadi Haim our good friend Dr. Isaac Maddeb dedicated uh, by Dr. Isaac and his son Rafi. And Hashem, uh, this Torah will elevate the whole, the soul of this great woman. Uh, we accepted upon ourselves to try to learn one chapter a week again otherwise we'll never finish i understand you could learn one pasuk <laughs> your whole life but just to get a flavor and the theme of every chapter today we're up to Pirikhit. hit the Perek begins alagitit mizmor le david okay so Lam again goes back to the conductor david the would present uh, these uh, songs to the conductor. Uh, Rashi learns gitit actually is an instrument that they produced in a city called Gat. That's where they had the uh, artisans that knew how to, or the the uh, the uh, craftsmen that knew how to make this instrument. So Rashi's lashon is Gitit. Um, if you just look at the Rashi's lashon, he says sheba migat. Fine, sham Mitsu'im Umanim LaAsoto. Fine, so David HaMelech, besides writing the song, he wrote the music. He chose the instrument that should be played for this song. And what is the theme of the chapter? Adonai Adonenu Ma Adir Shemcha BeChol Asher Tena Hodecha Al So David HaMelech tells us in the beginning, Hashem. How mighty is your name throughout the earth? Uh, although God's majesty, of course, is in the heavens, but nonetheless, uh, his greatness is seen on earth. And the pasuk comes along and tells us, which I think the next pasuk is really the main pasuk of the chapter, which really tells us uh, where do you see the, um, the greatness of God's, uh, of God's uh, superiority, God's wonders on earth. Where do you see Maadir aris So the pasuk says, "Me which literally means "Out of the mouth of babes." That's Olelim. is uh, babies, even before they came out of the mother's womb. Yonkim, Yonkim are those babies that are nursing. You have established your strength. So, what is, the, uh, what is the simple explanation over here? So, the Radak, we go one opinion at a time. The Radak explains where do you see the greatness of God in children and babies? So, he said, Techilataniflaot Asherba Adam. Asher yotziol la'avira olam, huayinika. I mean, the first thing that a person does when he comes out of his mother's womb, he nurses. Kitzarika Adam lehodot abore, he has to give thanks to Kadosh Baruch Hu laKir, Kohov Yecholit mitzad ma'asev nuroaim, and the ba'aris. He has to praise God for the wondrous things that happen. And the first thing that happens is metchilat setol la'avira olam which means that the Kadosh Baruch Hu is even worried about the, uh, the needs of a baby born, a new baby. It nurses instinctively. The mother is able to nurse him and the flow of milk is regulated according to her baby's needs, capacity and ability. The miracle of nature and many others like it lead us to recognize God's strength. And therefore, it leaves us to understand that he has control over every aspect of the universe, leaving nothing to chance. Which means, uh, even something, something like that, that when a baby comes out, where does the mother's milk come from? Mipi olelim, all of a sudden the mouth of the olel is your neck. And it finds itself nursing. So already you see that a kadosh Baruch Hu is micromanaging every single, every small detail of the creation. But we wanted to explain it, based on something that I saw from a great rabbi from Zurich, Rabbi Moshe Soloveitchik, he explained it according to a Gemara in Masechet Nida. Gemara in Nida is on Daf Amudbet. And the Gemara says, that when a child is in his mother's womb, it's an amazing thing. If you ever notice when a child is in the mother's womb, how does he eat? He eats from his stomach, from the umbilical cord. And his mouth is closed. The mouth is hermetically sealed. What happens when the baby comes out? Ness, the second the air touches the baby's lips, the uh, lips, the mouth opens up. And what happens? The belly button, the stomach... Closes up. Now, just think for a second. What would have happened if husband Shalom, the baby's mouth would open up in the mother's womb? Even if it would open up for one second, husband Shalom, the baby would die. All the liquid, all the mucus, all the the uh, the water that's in the baby's, in the, in the mother's placenta, would go into the child's mouth and the child would choke. The child would suffocate. Neskadol, that. All of a sudden, when the baby comes out, the opposite is true. Let's say the mouth would remain closed for an extra second. The baby would not be able to breathe. The baby would not be able to breathe, we would die. So look what happens without a machine, without a switch, on, off, without any remote control. The baby intuitively knows that when it comes out, it has to open its mouth. And it knows that if it opens its mouth even one second before, it'll die. We actually... Uh, mention this uh, chesed every single day when we say Asheri yatsar. When a person goes and comes out of the bathroom, we're also recognizing the fact that there's different holes in the body that open and close at the perfect time. A person has to go to the bathroom, Baruch Hashem, he can hold himself. And then when he goes to the bathroom, you forgive me, but he's able to relieve himself. So the holes open and close at the perfect time. So we say, she'im yisatem ehad mehem. The way I understood this beracha means, which means if the mouth would remain closed after the child is born, it would remain sealed, or it would open up when he's in the mother's womb, which means he would not be able to live in his mother's womb if it opened up, he would not be able to live outside his mother's womb if it remained closed. In the mother's womb he would choke on the, on, the, on the water and on the outside of the mother's womb he wouldn't be able to breathe because his mouth didn't open up. Who tells the baby to open its mouth and close its mouth? How does the baby know that? The baby has no doubt when he's born. This is one of the niflaot of a Kadosh Baruch and it's a mitzvah to so go look at these wonders because that shows you that there must be a creator. There cannot be coincidences like this that happen so many times. That's only one of the wonders of Nifla, or Tabore. So Rav Moshe Salavechik, he came along and he said something beautiful. He said, what's the difference between the word olel and yonek? Olel is a baby that's in the mother's womb. Yonek is when he comes out. So he says, mipi olelim from the mouth, Mamash from the mouth, from the mouth of the olelim that remains closed, v'yonekim, and when he's born it opens up. you have established the firm belief in the Kadosh Baruch Hu. That's how we have imuna. When we see the wonders of Kadosh, we just look at the mouth. Mipi olelim the mouth of the olel and the yonek establishes us true imuna. And then what does it do? Le hashbit o All those enemies and all those that rise against God, the evolutionists, those that believe in uh, randomness, those that believe in uh, that the creation just happened. No, no creation. The world has happened by itself. This over hashbit. This breaks the claim of them. How could it be so perfect? Where did this uh, coincidence that happens every single time? But without fail, that the baby always knows when to close its mouth and when to open its mouth. So from the mouth, me pi your neck, you you have established the strength of emuna. So that would be one interpretation of the pasuk, again showing us the uh, how important the children are. But I saw another explanation based on a rabbi called Yehuda Yaaleh. There are those that come along and say that there's reasons for the Torah, and if the reason doesn't apply, that they give to it, so then the law doesn't apply. For example, they come along and they say, there's a reason why the Torah says you can't eat hazir. My Torah doesn't give me a reason. My Torah just tells me, it doesn't have the kosher signs. And that's it, it's Asur. I don't have an asterisk giving me a reason. But they come along and say, yes, it makes sense why the Torah said Hazir is Asur because of trichinosis. And that was a certain uh, bacteria that was found in the, uh, in, in the animals. And look at the Torah, it's so advanced, and the Kadosh Bargu is worried about our health and doesn't want us to eat these animals that are going to be dangerous. And then they come along and say like this, that today, Baruch Hashim, we have the FDA, The FDA, you know, makes sure that there's no more trichinosis, so there you go, today you can eat hazir. So they give a reason for the Torah, and then once the reason doesn't apply anymore, it becomes the nullification of the Torah. Now we don't, it's okay to give reasons for the Torah, but we know that one reason is not the whole reason. Which means the Torah does not rest or hinge on one reason. There's many reasons, And trichinosis, okay, that's one of a million reasons. And if trichinosis doesn't apply, there's a hundred other reasons. And even if all the hundred reasons don't apply, Torah still says it's forbidden. We don't give reasons to uproot the Torah. We give reasons to try to make the Torah more palatable, more understanding. But the apikurusim and the shahim, they come along and they like to give a very uh, uh, scientific approach to the Torah, and they like to secularize it and make it very, very, uh, you know, very, very basic. They take away the, the mystical part of it. They take away the, the, what should I say, the godly part of it. So therefore, the, 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 the Rabbi Yehuda Ya'ale says something beautiful. There's a halakha that's brought down in the Gemara in Yebamot. It's in Yebamot on page 114. There is a big sha'ilah. If, let's say, you see a, a minor, a katan, Less than ba mitzvah, three years old, four years old, and he's eating nevelot. He's eating something that's not kosher. Do you have to stop him? So the Gebaraz says, "Katan ochen nevelot and bed din mitzuvim bet din does not have to stop him, which means we're not allowed to feed a katan nevelot. You can't feed him nevelot. Okay, that's asur. But if he's eating on his own, since he's less than ba mitzvah, he's not obligated. So we don't have an obligation. To stop him. So comes Rabbi Yehuda Yahweh and says, Hold it. If the reason for Nevelot is because it was Sakana, if the reason for eating Nevelot to the fourth is because it's healthy and it's dangerous to your health, of course you have to stop him. The kid's gonna die. Ela, you see that that must not be the reason. From the fact that we don't have to stop a Katan from eating Nevelot, you see that that's not the reason of the Torah. Because if the reason for Torah was because of sakana, because of a health problem, so of course you'd have to stop the kid from eating. Ela must be because it's, it's the will of God. And the will of God doesn't start until the kids buy misfit. Less than the kids buy misfit. If the kid eats it on his own, it's okay. So it's from that halakha that we allow a kid to eat nevelot unto the and we don't have to stop him. That establishes the Torah's laws without reason. And therefore he said the Pasuk like this from the mouth of the olel and the yonek, that he's allowed to eat nebelot utrefot, from his mouth, that we don't have to stop him, we establish the premise of the Torah. And what do we establish the premise? That it's not for the reasons. There's no reasons for it. It's because God said, and as a result, we break the claim of the oyev and the mitnakim, the enemy and the apikoros that rises against the Torah, and tries to put scientific and secular reasoning to it. Adraba, pi from the mouth of the kid that he's allowed to eat nevedot utrefot, if it was sakana, we'd have to stop him. That's not the reason. The reason has to be something else, and therefore does not apply until he is bar mitzvah. So that would be yet a second explanation. There is a third explanation of botai that's based on what is said by Rabbi Moshe David Wali, who was the Talmid of Rabbi Moshe Chaim, Lotzato. and he says that there is nothing uh, in this world that is greater than the Limuda Torah of Tirokotshel Bet Rabban. Betraban Bet Rabban are the children that are young, that are less than the age of bar mitzvah. He refers today to their Torah as. Like we say in the slichot, the uh, the vapor that comes out of their mouth is a pure vapor when they're learning Torah. It's haval she'en bochet because they have no sins, and he says that the world actually stands on the Torah of these children that are learning. We cannot overemphasize how important it is that the children study Torah, the young children study Torah. Somebody might come in and say, ah, the kid, he's studying Torah, what does he know? You're right, it might not be on the deepest level. Which means, quantitatively or qualitatively, it might not be on the deepest level. But from a purification standpoint, the Torah of the children is very high. Why then would we say in the Silihot, Aseh de bet rabban? We keep on invoking the Zechut, obviously they must have a great, uh, great, great merit because it's haval she'en bochet. It's a, it's vapor that comes out of their mouth that does not have sin. How careful we have to be uh, to make sure that the kids in, in yeshiva are studying. You know, one of the one of the big uh, uh, damages of this pandemic that we just went through, there was a lot of bitul torah of Tina bet Okay, they're trying to learn on the Zoom, on the telephone, uh, It's not the same. You can't tell a kid to go learn with his Rebbe, you know, looking at a, you know, even the adults are having a hard time doing it. Of course, you can, the kids have a hard time following it. So, Baruch Hashem, maybe now the Gezirah behind us, if kids are able to go back to the yeshiva and go start to study Torah, we need that. You know, we have our synagogue in New York, we're right across the street from the mir yeshiva. And on Sunday mornings, a lot of times, we're here at the same time where the young boys are learning on Sunday morning and in the spring, we have our windows open and the Mir Yeshiva has their windows open as well. And we're able to hear the beautiful sound of the kids reading the pesukim of the homage. I tell you, you could cry how beautiful it is to hear it because you know that's an item that's holding the world up. And therefore, the rabbi said, from the mouth of the pure children, you have established the Torah, the Torah of the children, all the gizerot raot of the oivim and the mitnakimim, they are uh, uh, nullified, we cannot underestimate, if you have children, get them a, a teacher to come to the house, when you have a, a teacher teaching your children in the house, <laughs> the sattah cannot come to such a house. And there's no pig naim in such a house. The greatest sigula, people are looking today for shemira. They want protection. I don't blame them. They need protection. The greatest protection is bring a child that you have children in your house. Let them study Torah. Bring them a tutor. Bring them a melamed. And forget about it. your Santa and he it destroys so he came along It'll be Moshe David Wali, and he says, the pasuk writes, Al tola'at Yaakov. The pasuk says, don't be afraid, God's talking. Don't be afraid, Yaakov, you're compared to a worm. Compared to a worm? What does that mean, compared to If I would tell you that you're a worm, you'd be offended. But over here, Borei Olam is telling us, no, tola'at Yaakov is a good thing. A tola'at is something that's very small. However, the tola'at koho the tolat has this power in the mouth. You ever see a big cedar tree? All of a sudden, the cedar tree falls. So how did it fall? Because the worms they nibbled at it. The worms are able to bite at the tree, and eventually they're able to eat away at the uh, at the at the base of it. And before you know it, the tree comes down. They bore a hole through it. You see, if you were to take a bet, who's going to win? The cedar tree or the tolat? You say the cedar tree. Cedar tree is uh, gibor. That doesn't matter. The tolat has a koach bapeh. Says to be Moshe David Bali. Who's the tolat Yaakov? Elu tirukot shalbet rabban. That's tolat Yaakov. They look small. They look innocent. They look simple. But that tolat is able to bore a hole through the big cedar trees, the big enemies, the oibim takemim. Shalomu'a melech said, Lashon rakah teshaber garim. What does that mean? Simply it means, Lashon rakah teshaber garim. If you want to, uh, break somebody's bone, doesn't mean physically break their bones, means you want the guy to calm down. Lashon rakah, you talk in a soft language, you, you soften him up. But the, uh, Rabbi Moshe David Wali says uh, the Rasha on this. Who's Lashon rakah? Lashon rakah is the Lashon of Tinokot bet Rabban. The children, Lashon rakah. Teshaber, he says, Teshaber is otiyot, Tinokot raban. Rabban. Teshaber. How important it is for a person to make sure that not only the adults are learning, but I would say even more importantly, make sure that the children are learning, not only to educate them, this is a different point, of course, you have to teach kids to educate them, but we're told from a different thing now. The kids that study Torah, their Torah goes up to the Shamayim in a very, very pure way, and as a result, uh, it breaks the breaks the Gizderot. So that is a third explanation that we see the value of the Odedim and Yonkim. But I'd like to say yet another explanation of Botai based on a Gemara in Sota. The Gemara in Sota. Let's find it over here. Says as follows It's Kemaras, so tell the page. Tanura banan. Dara be or sigilili. Bishaa alu Yisrael min hayam. Okay, when the Jewish people came out of Yamsuf, this is in Mitzrayim. Natnu shira. They wanted to say shira, they wanted to sing. So the Gebaraz says, shira. How did they say shira? mutal A little baby was on his mother's lap. Vitinok yonek. Even a baby that was nursing. Meshde when they saw the shechina at Kriyat Yamsuf. The baby lifted his neck. And the tinok lifted his mouth from nursing. Could you imagine, it's a miracle. That even the babies, even the nursing children at the time of Kiryat Yamsuf, they said, They said, as the Pasuk says, Mipi even from the mouth of the Yonkim and the Oleim, Yisata Beautiful. So according to this, according to this Kemara, we made the following Diyuk. Besides the fact that it says there was a miracle that the children sang. It's an eskadol that the children were able to sing. But what does it mean when we read the Gemara? When you want to sing, you don't sing with your eyes. It just say, their mind had an idea to sing. Or their mouth had an idea to sing Shira and they weren't reading from a song book if, if they had a pizmon book then you're right but they didn't have the pizmon book yet Rabotai. so what does it mean when it says furthermore the Gemara is asking which I understood the question what's the Gemara's question what did they say what did they say? So the Gemara should answer, ah, you know what they said? But the Gemara doesn't answer that. The Gemara says, was oh, the Gemara goes on a tangent and tells us about a miracle about that saying, that wasn't the Gemara's question. The Gemara's question was, what did the adults say? The Gemara says again, that's the adults. Ah, oh, you know how they said it? The O'Leal in the Yonek sang a song. What's it got to do with anything? I'm not saying the Gemara shouldn't tell us about the O'Leal in the Yonek, but what's it got to do with the Gemara's question? And the Gemara says, Oh, they sang. I saw a Botai over here, a Perush, based on the writings of Rav Hayim Abu Afia, that explains this Gemara in the most beautiful, beautiful way. He says that if you know anything, that when the Jewish people came out of Kiryat Yamsuf, Kiryat Yamsuv was a U. We talked about this many times. They went in, not like you saw in the movies, Rabotai, that the sea split in half and they went through. This is deal. We're going now according to the Torah's version of it. What happened was they went in on one side and they went around and they came back on the same side. They just made a U-turn, exactly, When they're going come at the same time. So it says in the Gemara that B'nai Yisrael were afraid that just like they went in and they're going to come out on the same side, they thought the Egyptians are going to meet them on the same side also, and they're going to kill them. They didn't know that uh, 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 they drowned. And that's why it says, What happened, the Gemara says, the yam started to spit out all the Egyptians, like popcorn. You ever see popcorn? All of a sudden, the Egyptians started to pop out of the yam dead. Now there was a big pile of dead Egyptians on the yam, on, on, on the surf. Vayar met al What is They died in the yam. Not tzfat Explanation is that the yam spit them out. So B'nai Yisrael would be able to see that Baruch Hashem, they're dead. But they were nervous. In the beginning, they were nervous. Until that miracle happened, they were nervous. So Rabhaim Abu learns the Gibara like this. They were looking, where are the Egyptians? They couldn't sing the Shira until they were able to see with their eyes that they actually survived. And they were scared. They were scared. They couldn't sing until they were gonna see the dead Egyptians. That and no Shira. They ketzad shira. So the Gemara is asking. Yeah, but it says, How did they get calm? How did they become uh, alleviated? How did they know that they're okay? He so says, You know what happened? All of a sudden they saw an unbelievable miracle that they never saw before. They see a two-month-old baby pick his head up from his mother and turn to his mother and say, Ze eliva an vehu. What? A, 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 a tinok? The kid never said a word before. The kid didn't say Abba. The kid didn't say Ima. The kid didn't say Turasilan Moshe. All of a sudden, your neck, he's an infant. The kid is, was just born. All of a sudden he says, Ze'elivah When they saw the children start to open their mouth, they said, Bodeonab would not make a miracle miracle like this unless we're saved. And therefore, when the people saw the miracle of the children that opened their mouths to say Shirah at Yamsuf, they knew already that they were going to be saved. And therefore, Rabhaim Abu learns the Pasuk like this. Mipi from the mouth of the Alilim and Yonikim that said Ze'eliv and Vehu, you gave strength to the other Jews who had Pahad. The other Jews had pachah, the adults, that the Egyptians were going to come out of the other side. But When they saw God make such a miracle, they knew what? Lehashbit mitnakem. That for sure God has destroyed the oyev, which is the Egyptian, and the mitnakem. But was onelim and that's why the Gemara is very good. When it says, enehem. They were looking, where are the Egyptians? And they didn't see them yet. So the Gemara says, amru, if they didn't see the Egyptians... What alleviated their fears? You know what alleviated their fears? When they saw O'lel V'yonek singing the song of and Vehu, then they were confident and they were certain that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to make a miracle. So that's yet another explanation about the O'lelim and the Yunkim. So again, that's the theme of this chapter Abutai. look at the pivotal role that the children have in, the, in Klai, Yisrael's, uh, development. But we can quote another Gemara. Gemara says, Amar lahin, This is Gemara in the last Gemara, by the way, for the record, was in Gemara Sota Daflamid Amudbet. What we're quoting now is actually a midrash in. Uh, parashat b'shalach b'sha'ah Sha'amdu yisrael al har sinai oh it's a famous one when the jewish people was still Har sinai amad yisrael so god tells the jewish people you see what we try to do in this in this class about time. we're not explaining words if you want if you want to know words i told you go to the art scroll get an art scroll and read words read, read, read literal interpretation and you'll have a good time over here, we're trying to explain the Tehillim to the eyes of Hazal. That when, the, when Hazal saw these Pesukim, how did they see it? So it's really Tehillim through the eyes of the Talmud or, or to the eyes of uh, the, the Midrash. So this Midrash says, So God tells the Jewish people, okay, Do you accept the Torah? He said, yes, absolutely. Oh, God said, I need guarantors. I need a guarantor. Interesting. Somebody comes along and says, I want to borrow money. I'll lend you all the money you want. Bring me a guarantor. If you don't pay, who's gonna who do I come and get the money from? They came along and they said, our children. Our children will be the collateral. dichtiv that we got the Torah and the Zechut of the and Yonekim, that they stand as our uh, as our arev as, as our guarantor. Amar kadosh hare atem arvim et You're putting your children as collateral. If you keep the Torah, no problem. Why, why, why? Now I'll go after the children. You gave me the children as a If you forget the Torah, you forget the children. Oh. comes a great rabbi called Rav Hida. Rav Hida, on this Gemara, on this Midrash, he has a question. We have a law that says, if you lend somebody money, and there's a guarantor, are you allowed to go to the guarantor first? Could you say, you know what? Easy, the guarantor is a rich guy. Why do I waste my time with this uh, Lover? The guy who borrowed the money anyway Till I get the money out of him. I'm going straight to the Arif. Like Halakha says, you cannot. First, you have to go exhaust all your efforts to try to go to the Lover. And if you can't get it from him, then you go to the Arif. So he says, "The You can't go to the Arif first, to the guarantor first. What's a normal case? Normal case would be, let's say you don't know where the Love is. The Love ran away, he skipped town. You go to the Arev. Or let's say the Love died. Love died, you go to the Arev. But in God's case, the adults are alive. Why does he go to the child? We made our children guarantors. Okay, but we're still here. Why does God ever have to go? What do you say? You ran away from God? God knows where you are. The guy went to Florida. I'm running away from God? What does he think? He is? you your now? He can't run away from God. What knows Exactly where the way we are. So why does God have to ever take payment from the Arev? He could always go to the, to the Lover, which is us. That's the Raida's question. He says, a couple of answers. Bani be'oni amarti. He says a big Haddush. He says, en Oh. Which means, there's another time when you're able to go to the, uh, to the guarantor, when the love doesn't have what to pay. When the love is bankrupt and he has no money, then you go to the love. And we're considered sometimes, en love ma'l'shalem. shalem. Why? He says, the Jewish people do mitzvot. They learn. But because they have Averot, a lot of the Torah goes to the sitra hara. So therefore, Borei Olam comes along and says, okay, listen, I need payment. So he comes to the Jewish people, and they come along and say, okay, take payment. Torah mitzvot. You gave it already, you paid it to the sitra hara. You have nothing in your bank account. So therefore, Afedas says the love el no mal shalem. The love does not have what to pay to stop the gezerot. So he says, but who's going to be able to pay? Who's going to be able to, to to pay the bill? So he says, v'nifram na arav. Who's the arav? Hem banim ketanim she'en laim het. They have no sins. V'neshmatam nikiya. The neshamot apyor v'hit Haz Hashem shalom. But Alam says, they're the only ones that have zikuyot. So again, it's like what we said above, but now it's a different thing. That sometimes, sometimes they pass away. And the person wants to know, what, what, how can this happen? It's not fair. That's the guarantor. The adults are responsible, but if the adults do not have what to pay, I'm has to go to the, to the guarantor. Mepi olelim En and then Rav Hida says something comforting, but he says, "But when the Olel passes away lo aleinu, he brings the kiddushah of his father back. He takes it from the Sitra Chara. That all the kidushah that the father had that went to the Sitra Chara because of his averot. He says oyev He's mashbit, He stops the Oyev and the mitnakem from taking his father's and uh, his father's uh, nitzotzot. So." There's a silver lining in that, that the father gets a tikkun, but we don't, wanna, we don't want this. alechem. that a person has to know that. But there's a, so when, when, when a person does Averot, they put the children at risk, They put the children at risk. That's a hida that you have to, uh, that you have to remember. according to this, yisad we establish the Torah with their guarantor, with their guarantee. That's yet another explanation. So let's see one more time before we get to the last explanation which I really came to talk about today. This is just an introduction to what I really came to talk about today. Although in other classes, by the way, this introduction would be considered a, a very, very sufficient class. You got your money's worth. Nobody could have any complaints. I just want to review the dirashot that we said. Number one, we explained it. From the mouth of the olel that closes in the mother's womb and opens when he comes out, established To break the uh, 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 false opinions that say there's no creator. That's what Moshe Soloveitchik. The second explanation we said was from the fact that a katan can eat nevelot foot and we don't have to stop him, we established that the reasons for the Torah are beyond us to break the claims of the Oyev that want to say, no, it's scientific reasons, sakanah reasons. If it was sakana, the kid would not be able to eat the to the foot, We'd have to stop him. So from his mouth, yisat taoz. The third explanation we sent is from the Moshe David Wally, that from the mouth of the pure Torah of Tirokot Shebet, the man that study, their Torah is established, La like we said, the gezerot raot are broken because of haval tinukot betraban shelohatu. Fourth explanation we said, that when we came out of Mitzrayim, it was the olilim and the yonkim that sang songs, and that's what comforted their fathers. What did they see? The Gemara says, they saw their children singing, and said, wow, God would not make a miracle like this unless the Egyptians are dead. And therefore when they saw olilim and they got their courage, yesad ta'oz, oz means courage in this case, and what did they understand? lehashbit oyev, umetakim, that God destroyed the oyev, and the oyev. The fifth explanation we said, in this pasuk, was based on the Midrash, that said, that when B'nai got the Har Sinai, it was the children, that were the guarantor, and Avhidah says, that sometimes the adults, they don't have what to pay, for the, for the Averot, because all the Mitzvot, went to the Setra HaRakos, of the the Averot, and God can only take it from the purest place, but he says, at that point, at the time of the death of the children, it breaks the and he releases the of the father and he sends it back to them. But I noticed, Rabbi that on this, uh, on this Pasuk, this, this is the chapter of the children, the importance of the children. Look at what Rashi says. Rashi comes along and he says something amazing. If you have Rashi in front of you, look at the words of Rashi. You, you put your shechina. You, you was sure there. You manifested your shekhinah in the bet ha oz and who did you appoint to praise you and serve you well the levim sing and the kohanim serve now look what Rashid says about the kohanim and the levim shehem ben adam wow they 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 live in filth. Now, Rashi was not anti-Semitic, Rabbeinu. What, what, what are you talking about over here? Filthy Jew, dirty Jew? Explanation is <laughs> the Kwanim, they have blood all over them, and they have the meat all over them, and they're the Beit Hamikdash, and the, they have all the. You, know, you wouldn't think that from these people over here that have all this lichluch kviachol lavdil, but as she says. Like a baby. A baby's always dripping on his bib. The baby always soiling himself. The baby always has a stain. So he says, Aha. That she says that the word ole really means a dirty baby. And he quotes a pasuk in beafar. I was wallowing in the dirt. So he says, the reason why you call a baby an olel is not because of his small age. It's because of his, uh, his, his, his unkemptness, because of the sloppiness, because of the dirt. What is this pasuk saying? This is an amazing, amazing understanding, Rabotai. When Moshe Rabbeinu, when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to get the Torah, we say this Gemara many times, and this is a Gemara that we have to know to remind ourselves of our greatness. You know, a lot of times we don't like to talk about our greatness because we don't like to give our members g'ava. But you have to know how great you are. We don't know how great we are. Then, had Shalom, we have a bad complex of ourselves and we have a low self-esteem about ourselves. And we don't know the Koach that a kedush Baruch Hu gave us. So once in a while, I'm going to have to build you up and tell you how great all our members are and how valuable you are in the eyes of a Baruch Hu. Even though we might consider ourselves like a, a yonik, we're filthy, we're dirty, we're nothing, we have avirot. But she reminds us, <laughs> even though atem gedelim says, you have all the power. What happened? Happened was, Moshe Rabbeinu goes up to get the Torah, we know this Gemara, we, we said it many times, Gemara and Shabbat. And uh, when he goes up to get the Torah, that Gemara is in uh, in Masechet Shabbat. And it says the angels were protesting. The angels were saying, what do you mean? What, what, what is Moshe Rabbeinu doing over here? And God told the angels, kabel the Torah, ba. He came to get the Torah. And the angels came along and they said, no, 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 no. If you remember, they quoted the Pasuk in this chapter. Pasuk Bet. Adonai Adonenu ma'adi Kol asher tena hodecha ala God Almighty, the Torah must remain in heaven. You're going to give it to Yelud Isha? You're going to give the Torah to a to, to a human that's born from a lady? They don't have the power to keep this Torah Torah is too holy. Torah remains in Shamayim. And by the way, if you look at Pasuk He in this chapter, Enosh ki u'ben adam ki The angels were saying, Ma'enosh? What is Enosh? Enosh is a human being. What are you remembering him for? U'ben adam ki You're going to give uh, 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 the Jewish people, you're going to give human beings this great Torah. They didn't... Uh, they didn't want, they protested. By the way, see, pro- they even had protests in time. not only on Fifth Avenue, they protested already, even the Malachim were protesting in the Shamaim over here. Okay, it was a different type of protest. They were protesting not to give the Torah to Moshe Rabbeinu. And the claim was what? God, you're so great. Tena hodecha ala your glory should remain in heaven. And what does that, Kadosh Baruch Hu, answer the angels? Well, he tells Moshe Rabbeinu to answer, but the Te'lim answers it. God says, I don't want the Torah to be in heaven. In heaven, it's no challenge that a Malach is going to keep the Torah. The Malach is pure. The Malach lives in a hermetically sealed environment. The Malach is living in a in a, in a bubble. To keep the Torah in such a place, that's no challenge. Where's the challenge? Let's put the Torah where the lichluch is. Put the Torah where the dirt is and to see people that are, like Rashi says, on elim adam gedelim That's already the, the, the power. That's where you see the greatness of the Torah. You see from here, Rabotai, you see a few things. First of all, look at Rashi by the way, that's she right before this one. That's the angel said. Which means the Torah should be in Shemaim. But look at the language now. But God, because He has so much humility, He took this great Torah and He brought it down on earth in a place that might not be suitable for the Torah in order to give it to us. And he gave us the koah that through our Torah and through our learning, we're able to change the worlds. He gave us the keys to all the olamot. But the olam says, you don't know how powerful you are. I gave the angels. I, I deprived them. I took the master key from the malachim. When a Jew comes along and takes us to let in the morning, and he's shaking it like this before he puts it on, he's shaking the olamot. He's shaking the olamot. But he doesn't realize what he's doing. When he makes a beracha. tremendous cohort that he has. The whole world is what? Based on B'nai Israel, I gave them that kawah. And Adra, because they have a Yetzirah, because there's lichluch, and because there's challenges, and because there's Bechirach of Sheet, free will, it's much greater for the human being than the angel to serve me under those conditions. And that's why we see the humility of HaKadosh Baruch that he took the great Torah and brought it down on the earth. Oh... The Gemara says, in the place where you find the greatness of God, that's where you find His humility. That means as great as God is, that's how humble He is. I'd like to explain this, Rabbi There was a rabbi called Rav Shlomo Elkabetz. I'm sure you heard of Rav Shlomo Elkabetz. He wrote to Azarot. He also wrote other P.U. team. In one of the P.U. team, Rav Shlomo Elkabetz writes the following, Rahok atam mikol Rahok. The Karov, Mikol Karov. Interesting. He says, "God, you're further than anything is further, but you're closer than anything that is close." Which means, as further a Kadosh Baruch Hu is from this world, that's how close He is. That a Kadosh Baruch Hu chose out of all the millions of angels, out of all the sun and the stars and all the galaxies. Hu says, "I chose what? B'nai Israel. They're my chosen one." And every Jew has to know how close a Kadosh Baruchu is to each one. As great as a Kadosh Baruchu, you wouldn't think he cares about it if I have milk in my refrigerator tomorrow morning. But he cares about it. Which means, uh, 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 let me give you a mashal. I saw Rav Shimshim Pickers brings this mashal down. Imagine Rav Yisrael Salanta Alava is going to Shul on Erev Rosh Hashanah. Could you imagine what he's thinking in his brain before he's going to Shul on Erev Rosh Hashanah? Yisrael Salanta, his mind is. Uh... And now all of a sudden, on the way there, he sees a Jew putting on his tie. And the Jew is coming along and he's upset because the the color of the tie doesn't doesn't match the buttons on his suit. And he's uh, all upset. He says, could say Solanta at that moment relate to this guy's nonsense? His mind is Olamot. Uh, he's worried about this guy. But who's greater? Rabbi Sil Salanta or Kadosh Hu That's in the Shabbat, he's worried about every single person's nonsense. Even though it's beneath a kadosh baruhu. And therefore, even though Budam is, is Rahok, Rahok, As rakok as he is, that's how Karovi is. Hashem's worried about every single person's item. We can't imagine it. I said many times, if you would go to, if you would go to uh, uh, Warren Buffett, Leavdil, he's a, a Berkshire Hathaway, Omaha. You go to his office. He has a desk over there. Okay, now he has papers on his desk. Now, how important does a paper have to be to get onto his desk? They only give him the important, uh, you know, nefesh uh, memos, you know, that he needs to make a decision on. Imagine one day he comes to his desk and there's a, there's a memo there. Uh, Dear Mr. Buff- Buffett, uh, just to let you know that on the third floor in the building, in the, in the men's bathroom, they ran out of uh, uh, tissues. Uh, please, uh, you know, please advise he would come along and say, who's sending me a memo about the toilet paper in the bathroom over here? I'm trying to run a multi-billion dollar company. This belongs to the, to the avid of the avid of the of the maintenance department. You're putting it on my desk? But guess what? HaKadosh Baruch is much more powerful than Warren Buffett, and everything is on his desk. Everything is on his desk. HaKadosh Baruch says, I put B'nai Yisrael and Klai Yisrael and the world, I put them uh, 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 in, in charge of everything. And that's why that's why, as great as a Kadosh Baruch Hu is, this is the key, as great as he is, that's how humble he is. That means you shouldn't think, normally somebody that's great, he doesn't care about the small person. HaGadosh Baruch is so great, beyond anybody that you know is great, and he's worried about every single... When we go to the bathroom, when we come out of the bathroom, what do we say? Asheri Yatsarit adamah. we're talking about, Galui What? We... Even the gods by the Kiseh he's worried about that our that our bowels work. Imagine you went to Warren Buffett after he came out of the bathroom. You told him, by the way, Baruch Hashem, it went good. It came out good, Baruch Hashem. Scam was what? What are you doing? I wanted you to, you know, everything was your sir, Do me a favor, what are you talking about? I'm running a business. You tell me about how your bowels. Baruch Hashem says, yes, I'm concerned about every single plot. And therefore, I once heard from the, based on the Kliyakar, he said, as great as HaKadosh Baruch Baruchu is, that's how humble he is. The greater he is, the more, normally the greater a person is, the more egotistical he is. By HaKadosh Baruch Baruchu, the greater he is, the more humble. So he said like this What's the name of Hashem? Yudke Vavka. Yudke Vavka is 26. Good. 26 is one name of Hashem. How much is, is, is Mespar Katan of 26? 2 plus 6. 2 plus 6 is how much? 8. Beautiful. Now let's make Hashem greater. Two Yud-Kevavkis. Two Yud-ke-vav-kes is how much? 52. How much is 5 plus 2? 7. Uh, you see, the more God gets great, the more humble he gets. Let's do three Yud-Kevavkis. Three Yud-Kevavkis is 78. How much is 78? 15. 1 plus 5, 6. It went down again. What's four Yud-Kevavkis? 4 times 26, 104. 1 plus 0 plus 4, 5. Went down again. Six Yud-Kevavkis. Th- or five 130. 1 plus 3 plus 0 is 4. Went down again. 5 Yudki Vavkiz. 6. 156. How much is 156? 1 plus 5 plus 6 is 12. 12, 1 plus 2 is 3. Went down again. The next one, 182. 1 plus 8 plus 2 is 11. 1 plus 1 is 2. The next one, 208. 2 plus 0 plus 8 is 10. 10, 1, 0 is 1. The greater Kadosh Baruch Hu becomes, the more of his, of, of his presence, uh, the lower he is. And this is what uh, uh, the Gemara is saying over here. That when they came to give the Torah, the angel said, "Torah belongs in heaven. You're great." But Hashem says, "Adraba, Adraba." put the Torah on the earth, I'm more concerned about the, the lower ones, where the Likhluk is, and the lower people. So when a person realizes how much a thinks about him, not who is concerned about him, so that already gives the person the motivation that your tefillot work, and that listening to you, and a was was concerned about your mitzvot. Listen, I'll give you just a mashal to make you feel good. I know we're on no level of Rabbi Akiva. They once asked the briska I think, what would have happened if Rabbi Akiva would walk into the Beit Midrash? Let's say today you're sitting in shul, Rabbi Akiva walks in. One guy would say, oh, you get up to him, please, Rabbi, Baruch Abba, uh, I, read, I read your books, I read your Hidushim. please, uh, you want to carry like your coffee? That's what you think you do to Rabbi Akiva, correct? Rabbi Rizkarov said, if Rabbi Akiva would walk into the Beit Midrash, you would all burn. You'd burn, finish. You'd burn. He says, when Yonatan bin Uziel was learning, every bird that flew over his head burnt we less than the birds. If Rabbi Akiva would walk in, finished. Oh, now I want to ask you a question. Okay, so we, we wouldn't be there to see this because if we walked in, we would all burn to ashes, God forbid. But now let's see Rabbi Akiva to wear tefillin. Rabbi Akiva would wear our tefillin, by the way. He would put on the same tefillin that we're wearing. Our tefillin are good for Rabbi Akiva as well. He would see a talet, beautiful, this, that means Rabbi Akiva would wear the same talit as we're wearing rabotai. We're not on the same madrega but we're able to serve a Kadosh Baruch Hu with the same exact mitzvot as Rabbi Akiva would serve. That means look how, look how great we are. And the Kadosh Baruch Hu says, you're the only ones that could shake the heavens. The Mishnah says in Pirkei da ma le la know what's above you. The, the Shem to have learned the Mishnah like this. da ma le If you want to know what's going on in the heavens, mimach, it's from you all the activity in the heavens is mimach, is based on your Torah and your mitzvot. And even though you say, but what am I? I'm a nothing. You're a right, nothing. By the way, Rabbi Akiba also did not reach the level of a Kedrus Baruch Hu. The Pasuk says in Tehidim, in this chapter, me'at meluhim. Everybody does not reach the high levels. Uh, everybody is, 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 has, has a shortness. Of course, we're much further away than Rabbi Akiba, but in a certain sense, we're equal to Rabbi Akiba. We both have the same Tariq mitzvot. We both have... And we're the only living people today that can perform the mitzvot. Abraham Abinu's not around anymore. Rabbi Akiva is not around anymore. Where the old, look out. Look at the, 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 the misima, look at the, the, the job that has been put upon us. And therefore, the Pasukah is read like this. Look at, the, look at the chapter now when we read it in that sense. The angels come along and they tell God, Adonai Adonenu. What are you putting your name on the earth? And God says, no, to these people that are like, that's us. We're the olel yonek, not the baby. We're olel yonek with avirot, with sins, with galut, with tumah. Alam says, not avapichen, he not tenet That's why I give it to them oyev because we have the ability to break the Yetzirah, The The angels don't have the oyev. They don't have a resistance. So to give a a, a Torah to an angel, who's he fighting? However, I give the Torah to us to O'Lel the yonek, and they have the ability to oyev They have the ability to break the enemy to fight the Yetzirah. They have a pushback. Somebody's pushing against them. Oh. When you look at the heavens, and who did God choose out of all these galaxies? The angels are telling God this, God, what is a human being? They're nothing. But God answers back, Everything in this world is under the man. The man is on top of everything. Called Shata Tahat Naglav. Everything that Hashem created is under us. That means we are the supreme creation of the world. Sipor The birds, the fish, and then the angels finally conceded. The last pasuk in the chapter says, Adonai Adonenu Maadir Shemcha Bechol Aris, and they didn't say Tena de anymore. In the beginning of the chapter, they said, Your glory should be in heaven. At the end of the chapter, they concede. They said, Your glory should remain on earth. We cannot compete against the human beings. Human beings are much greater than Malachim. Because human beings have the ability to fight the Oyevu Metakem. Their challenges are much greater than us. And therefore, the Torah belongs on earth. And therefore, this chapter over here reminds us of the greatness of man, that even though we have our shortcomings, and even though we have our yitzarim, we have our desires, and we have our lusts, and we have our cravings. But nonetheless, Burialam says, you have the ability to overcome that as well. You have the ability of lait oyevit mitnakem So therefore, who's the olel in your neck? Us. And that's what Ashim means when he says, O yonekim Rashis Lashon, beautiful. He says, Shehem b'nei adam g'delim b'lichluch. That's b'nei adam g'delim b'lichluch. And Borei Olam says, I'd rather give the Torah to those people that are g'delim b'lichluch and they can elevate themselves than to give it to the malachim that have no cohort. No therefore, it's a good uh, segue into the high holiday season that I that Even though we come in with lichluch, Borei Olam comes along and says, Adraba, you can clean yourself, you can elevate yourself, and therefore the Torah specifically is given know, so we should be to have a we should be able to clean ourselves from the we should be able to take the score of the Torah and uh, elevate not only ourselves but elevate the world that we live in and of course the olamot above us thank you Rabbi. thank you God bless you God bless you you Oh, uh, uh, you uh, you bless us. God should give you and your family your love a million times more. Amen. This thank you, Marcus. God. My he lucky will. day. Thank, thank you. You, you, you too, Marcos. thank you. Thank you. Bye.